Hi, everybody, and welcome to Coach's Corner. Well, we are certainly in an intense time, a time of mass uncertainty. Sometimes I wish I had a crystal ball. I could tell myself and all of you what things would be like in a week, a month, six weeks, six months, a year from now. I recorded an episode last week on the coronavirus and dealing with fear and uncertainty around it and also led you through a meditation. All of that podcast is great, except for the part where I say, don't distance too much because I recorded that in the beginning of May and wasn't really aware of how important social distancing would be. So I put a new intro in there and in that episode, we've re-uploaded it. I say that it's important to listen to what we, we are all being encouraged to do, which is just stay in our houses and avoid going out as much as possible. And I know that can be challenging for a lot of us in many ways. So my husband and I have been doing free guided breathwork, meditation, and coaching sessions. We've been doing them about three times a week, and we will continue to do them. Just go to christinehassler.com slash free call, and you can sign up, and then you'll just get, every time we do one, you'll get an email about it. Um, you can access previous recordings there as well. People are really, really loving them. The breath works awesome. Then we drop you into meditation. Then we take questions. They're about an hour each, so come join us there. Again, christinehassler.com slash free call. I've got a really wonderful and perfectly timed episode for you today. It is with Emily Fletcher, and she is just an incredible woman and an awesome meditation teacher. And she guides you through a great meditation in this episode, so don't miss that. Emily is the founder of Ziva Meditation, and she's the leading expert in meditation for extraordinary performance. Her book, Stress Less, Accomplish More, debuted at number seven out of all books on Amazon. She's been on a ton of TV shows. She's been named one of the top 100 women in wellness to watch. And her Ziva technique is a powerful trifecta of mindfulness, meditation, and manifesting designed to help you unlock your potential. And she talks about the 50% discount she's given for her free training. I'm going to start it on Monday. So come join me in Ziva Meditation Free Training. It'd be really cool if we were all doing it together. So before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor. And I don't know about you, but being in my house and especially a new house has inspired a lot of spring cleaning since it is spring. And since moving into a new house, I've been really diving down the rabbit hole of what's toxic and what's not. Everything from my couch to my bed, to my cookware, to all the things. And one of the things that I'm really spring cleaning out is all my facial products that aren't human and environmentally friendly, which is why I love BioClarity. They're one of my favorite skincare lines. And I love that they have clean ingredients. It's a simple routine and I get consistent results. I even love that their serum is green. <laughs> it doesn't leave your skin green. It blends in, but it just feels so good going on. So let me tell you about why it's green. They use something called Floralux, which is their super special ingredient found exclusively in BioClarity products. It's skin superfood that helps block culprits like bad bacteria while breathing new life into your skin. It protects your skin with its antioxidant rich formula and helps with redness, hyperpigmentation, and evening out skin tone and texture. You know what you can do at bioclarity.com is you can take their online skin quiz and put your best face forward. You can get the best value and the best results with one of their five curated skincare bundles that is totally fit for your skin goals. Anything from battling breakouts to everyday skincare, BioClarity has a routine for you. Their products are always 100% vegan, free of toxins, powered by plants and dermatologists tested. They're never formulated with synthetic colors or artificial ingredients. Also, you get a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. They skip the middleman directly accessing the most potent plant-based ingredients available. And their skincare advice is just a text away. BioClarity skincare experts can even give you personal advice to help maximize your results. So here's what you do. Get healthier, more radiant skin at bioclarity.com. That's B-I-O-C-L-A-R-I-T-Y.com. You'll get 15% everything on the site when you use code OVERIT at checkout. Again, that's bioclarity.com. And don't forget to use promo code OVERIT at checkout for 15% off. 
All right, and now on to my awesome interview and guided meditation with Emily Fletcher. Emily, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh my goodness, I'm so happy we're doing this. Me too, and this has been scheduled for a while. But I truly think this interview was absolutely divinely timed. We had no idea when we both scheduled this, what was going to be going on in our world when this came out. So again, just thank you for being here because my audience needs you right now. Man, I, it is my pleasure. It is my privilege. It is my honor. I think the whole world needs a little bit of CTFOing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. We all need to calm the F down. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we dive in, we're going to talk about a lot of amazing stuff. We're going to talk about why meditation is not just this spiritual, let's spread love and light, which is amazing part of meditation thing to do right now. It's also just imperative for your general health and well-being. We're going to talk about your amazing book about how to stress less and accomplish more. We're going to talk about the incredible offerings you have for people right now and the free offerings you have for health practitioners. So we've got a lot in store for people, but I wanted to start with asking you a question just about your personal journey with meditation, because you're known as one of the top meditation teachers. And I think a lot of people think that people who think who teach meditation never struggle with it. It's always easy for them. And so I want to ask you, is meditation ever challenging for you? Are there ever times when you just sit there and think the whole time? Oh my gosh. Thank you for asking me this. Of all the many hundreds of podcasts I've done, no one has asked me this question. Really? Yeah. Yes, of course. It's challenging lots of times. There's plenty of times I don't want to meditate at all. There's plenty of times that I don't like the way it feels. I don't want to sit with my feelings. I feel like I'm too busy. You know, I've never, ever, ever, ever had a thought-free meditation. I've been doing this for 12 years. April 4th will be my 12-year metaversary. That's over 8,000 meditations. And I've never once had a thought-free meditation. And and I will say, especially when I have my son, he's one and a half now, but the month after he was born, I didn't meditate one time in that whole month, not once. And so the thing that I that I will likely have graved, uh, engraved on my tombstone is that we meditate to get good at life, not to get good at meditation. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm going to keep saying that again and again, because if we are meditating for the sake of meditation, or if we're doing it because we think we should be clearing our minds or having certain transcendent or enlightened experiences in the sitting itself, then it's just another thing to feel like we're failing at. It's just another thing to feel guilty about not accomplishing. But if we do it to get better at life, to be more present, more kind, to have better sleep, to be more resilient in the face of crisis, to support our friends and family members who need us, then it doesn't matter if you're having thoughts during the sitting because the whole rest of your life is getting better. Mm. I love that meditation is not to get better at meditation, but it's to get better at life. That's so important because I I say to my, my tribe a lot that the whole purpose of meditation for me isn't, it isn't like I sit down and all of a sudden the world goes quiet and I hear the voice of God and I see auras and all those kinds of things. I mean, I have glimpses Mm -hmm. of what I'd call complete empty presence. I've had glimpses of having a divine experience meditation for me has been so much of watching myself wander away out of the present moment and then bringing myself back. And Mm -hmm. it's a constant training. So what is, what is your definition of meditation? What is it for you beyond just getting better at life? Yeah. So thank you for asking that too. So the simplest definition of meditation is a stress relieving tool, but that's not enough of a definition because if that was the entirety of the definition, then you could put wine in that category. You could put Facebook (laughs) in that category. And a lot of people say, well, oh, exercise is my meditation or, you know, cooking is my meditation. And what people are really saying is exercise relaxes me. Mm -hmm. Cooking relaxes me. And that's great. But cooking is called cooking and exercise is called exercise and meditation is called meditation. That's why they have their own words. So yes, it is a stress relieving tool, but there are different types of meditation. And where this gets confusing for people is that as it's gained this huge popularity in the 
past few years, we're just lumping all of the practices under this one umbrella term of meditation. And I think that's where a lot of the confusion and frustration and why a lot of people are feeling like they're failing is coming from. So I've created these three buckets that I think is a really simple model for folks. And it's just the three M's and the Ziva technique, which I teach and it consists of all three M's, but one is mindfulness, which is the art of bringing your awareness into the present moment, like you were saying, mindfulness, the art of bringing your awareness into the present moment. And mindfulness is very good at helping you deal with your stress in the now. So likely we're going to do some mindfulness exercises at the end Mm -hmm. of our conversation to give people tools to deal with their stress in the now, because most likely people are triaging at the moment. Um, But this is very different from the type of meditation that I teach. And the type of meditation that I teach, and I'm using that word very deliberately and purposefully, is this is getting rid of your stress from the past. It's giving your body deep healing rest, rest that's actually five times deeper than sleep. And when you give your body the rest that it needs, it knows how to heal itself. And it starts healing not only from the stress from today, but all that stress that we've been storing in our cellular memory, all that stuff we have in our bodies and that we've maybe even inherited from our parents. And so when people start Ziva, it's for a lot of folks, there can be a bit of a catharsis, a bit of a purge because most of us have a stress debt. You know, most of us have been piling up stresses for a while. And so in those first few days and weeks, people think they should be floating on a cloud of bliss and rainbows and sunshine. And instead they're crying and like angry and (laughs) breaking Mm -hmm. out. They're like, what's going on? And and this is my job as a teacher to help people through that. One, to warn them that it may happen. Two, to support them through it. And three, to keep encouraging them. Like there is a light at the end of this tunnel, but there is no way around but through yeah 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 you're you're speaking my language because that's something I see so often with because I work with a lot with people on their emotions and they're like well I just want to you know think about what happened to me as a child and and that should be enough I shouldn't have to feel it I shouldn't have to I just want to get to the happy I just want to get to the okay I just want to get to the relationship or the job or whatever I don't want to deal with the the past stuff. And it's only until we greet those uncomfortable feelings and we sit with them literally that we can shift them. Otherwise they just, they fester. And like you said, we accumulate a stress debt and it can turn into dis-ease and other, other things that no one really wants to, to manifest in their life. And what I love about meditation and specifically about how you teach it is it gives a how. Because I think so many people, Emily, are just how. They're just asking the how. All right, well, I want to have less stress. I want to make changes in my life. I want to be free of some of these things that have been holding me back. But how, how, how? And maybe you can geek out a little bit on the science, but could you talk about how meditation actually changes our brain? Mm-hmm. I'd be happy to. And thank you for the work that you're doing as a coach and and giving people the tools and the framework to move through that stuff. Because, you know, I can give people the tools to create the meditation piece and to have that catharsis. But I oftentimes do say, you know, it would be wise for you to go and work with a coach, to work with a therapist. I am not a doctor. I'm not a therapist, but, you know, to really process this stuff and move through the other side, because that is going to be the thing that's going to allow you to manifest, which just to finish that last point, like the three M's, the third M is manifesting. And a lot of people, like you said, are like, oh, I just want to get to the good. I just want to get to the, like, how do I manifest a million dollars in my dream person? And it's like, that doesn't happen until you deal with your shit. Exactly. (laughs) Until you understand what stories your brain is running and until you heal things on the cellular level, you're only going to play out the same stories. So it's a, I think of, um, it's a good combo platter. The meditation is like the uh, hardware upgrade. It's defragging the brain computer, which we're about to dive into the science of. And then the, the coaching, the therapy, these are software upgrades. You know, this is the operating system with which we function in, in life and we need both. So as far as how it's changing the brain, well, I think the easiest paradigm to understand is, is first what stress is doing to our bodies, what's, what it's doing to our brains and bodies. And if we first understand that, then we can understand the ripple effect of getting rid of the stress. So if you think back thousands of years, we're hunting and gathering in the woods, tiger jumps out at us with the intent to kill, the body will launch into a series of chemical reactions. Our digestion floods with acid because we need to shut down digestion because we need all energy to fight or flee the tiger. That same acid will seep onto our skin so that we don't taste very good if that tiger bites into us. So that acidity that's happening is what prematurely ages our skin. 
our um, bladder and bowels evacuate so we can be light on our feet. This is what the nervous poos are that people have before presentations mm. or dates. Um, our immune system goes to the back burner. So like you said, dis-ease. If the immune system is basically thinking, well, I have to prepare for this tiger, then body doesn't care about getting cancer or Alzheimer's or any other degenerative diseases because it's like, I need all hands on deck right now to deal with this potential threat. And so the immune system goes in one of two directions. One, it's in it's in like pause because it's like, I can't deal with these tertiary concerns or it goes into overdrive, which is autoimmune issues where it just thinks that everything that it's sick all the time, it's being attacked all the time. And then the immune system is working too hard for too long. So there's one thing that happens. The other thing is that your adrenaline and cortisol levels spike and adrenaline and cortisol, God bless them. We need them. If you need to lift a car off of a baby, if you are out running a tiger, if you get jumped in a back alleyway, these are all great times to get stressed. It is not bad for you to get stressed. What is killing us is the staying stressed. And that's why I'm particularly interested in getting these tools into people's hands right now as quickly as possible because a couple of weeks, maybe even a couple of months of quarantine, stewing in your own stress, it's not going to be enjoyable right now, but it could have lasting impacts on the brain and on the body. So it, it matters how we move through this time, this challenging time right now. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of more physiological, but then once we start the meditation, everyone's like, oh, I'm feeling stressed. So here's the good news. <laughs> The good news is once we start meditating, we get rid of that adrenaline and cortisol pretty quickly. We move the body from fight or flight into what I call stay and play. We move into rest and digest. We start to flood the brain with dopamine and serotonin, which are bliss chemicals. Um, over time, and especially with Ziva meditation, because you're not focusing, you're not uh, concentrating, you're not trying to clear the mind, you're... So like in mindfulness, when you are doing those things, and I should clarify that mindfulness um, is any directed focus where you are purposefully directing your attention in a certain way. So I would say all the apps out there, all of the guided YouTube videos, a lot of the live streams that everyone in the wellness industry is doing right now, I would put those in the category of mindfulness, which is awesome. And again, very good at dealing with your stress in the now. But Ziva, because it's a non-directed focus, um, it's actually more about surrendering. It feels more like a nap sitting up than anything else. When you go into that state of consciousness, you're entering a verifiable fourth state of consciousness, different than waking, sleeping, or dreaming. And in it, not only are you getting that deep rest, but the whole brain starts to light up. So in mindfulness, you're directing your focus, small part of the brain lights up. In this style of meditation, the whole brain lights up. And that's cool because over time, that's one of the things that helps neuroplasticity, which is the brain's ability to change itself. Over time, it also strengthens something called the corpus callosum. And the corpus callosum is the thin white strip that connects the right and left hemispheres of our brains. And we've known for a long time that meditators have thicker corpus callosums than non-meditators, but we weren't able to prove if that was causal or correlated. Now the good news is that we know that the longer you meditate, the thicker your corpus callosum becomes, which is like, okay, cool party trick, but who cares? Well, everyone should, because the thicker your corpus callosum is, the more your right and left hemispheres of the brain are going to be able to communicate with each other. That means the easier it's going to be for you to come up with these brilliant ideas for these, you know, world changing solutions, even in the time of mass hysteria or crisis. So, you know, it's all well and good if you're having brilliant ideas in the shower when no one's, you know, when it doesn't matter. <laughs> but what really matters is how you perform when it's go time. Mm, and we're in go time right now. We are in and, go time. And let's go there. So most people listen when the show comes up. If you're listening much later, we're in the middle of March, most of the US, most of the world, parts of the world are quarantined right now because we're dealing with the, the trying to contain this coronavirus. And I would say that all of our mental stress levels have gone up. And then we've got the stress level of, let's just use, for example, a small business owner or a nurse <laughs> or people that are have no idea, you know, they're either overworked right now or they have no business at all. And they're very scared about money. So we've got a ton of uncertainty happening right now. And what I've seen doing what I do since 2004 is there's nothing more upsetting to a human being than uncertainty yes. than not knowing 
and what's happening. And the, the interesting, one of the many lessons that we're learning from this experience or that's in our face, who knows how well we're learning it is that we're never really certain. Like it's, it's control is just an illusion. What, what we can have dominion over is our internal state, which is why meditation is so important. But I'd love for you, Emily, to talk a little bit about how, and you, you alluded to this before, but let's go deeper in it. Like why meditation is a must, you know, just as not shaking hands with people is right now, that this is not just a, for spiritual people. This is not just for our own stress relief. This is actually for our immune system. Yes, a thousand percent. So my friend Robin Burzen, she's the CEO and founder of Parsley Health. And Mm. she just posted, she said, crisis is a doorway to healing. Self-care is no longer optional. You know, and it's, I think a lot of people are are having a, a bit of judgment of like, I have two kids and I have, I don't know, I don't have a job. And like, everyone thinks that this quarantine is about baths and Netflix and wine. And, and, and look, yes, there are some people who are very different situations than others. And I don't want to sugarcoat or gloss over the very harsh reality that many industries, many millions, if not billions of people are being economically devastated right now. And that is a real thing. And that is true. And self-care is no longer optional. Mm -hmm. Like both of those truths have, we have to be able to hold both of them simultaneously because in these times of mass uncertainty, in these times of mass fear and panic, we are being called upon though anyone who's listening to this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you've raised your hand and said to nature, like, Hey, I'm awake. I want to step up. I want to be a leader. I want to be the most amazing version of me. And so these are the times that why we practice. These are the times that make leaders. This is the time that we have to take care of ourselves, make ourselves the most resilient so that we can support those of us who are less fortunate. And that does not mean feel guilty right? It's like, sometimes they're like, I want to help. So I'm just going to feel guilty instead of doing anything. That's, I'm so glad you're saying this. This is such an important point because, oh yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm just hearing you on. Yes. Yes. So it's like privilege is just that it is a privilege. And instead of feeling guilty about the privileges that you have, let's use them to help lift other people up. And, and we're going to have to get creative on how we do that right now. A lot of us, I mean, I've been so inspired by people's, you know, seeing world-class ballerinas offering free ballet classes to the world, world-class yoga teachers offering yoga. And, you know, that's going to end. Like, I think all of the free stuff is going to, at some point, it's going to shift. Maybe that's a speculation, but we're going to have to get creative on how we support each other. And we don't support each other through guilt or overwhelm or shame. What I would recommend, I just got off a coaching call with my Ziva folks and I said, you know, instead of scrolling through Instagram and taking on the weight of every single cause, like what about, you know, women who are now being quarantined with abusers? What about kids who are not getting their one meal at school? What about hourly employees that don't know how they're going to pay rent this month? I mean, there's a lot of people who need help right now. And you as one individual are not going to be able to help every single person in every single cause. And so we have to be mindful of what we're consuming right now. We have to practice the serenity prayer, change the things you can accept the things you cannot. And please, for the love of all things, holy, have the wisdom to know the difference. Mm -hmm. Because if you try to save every person and every cause right now, you yourself are going to get into fatigue, overwhelm and burnout. And then you're no good to anyone. It's so true. It's so true. And it's that, that metaphor we've all heard a thousand times and is probably overused, but it rings true. You've got to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you can help others. And I think yeah. that we're even panic is a pattern of behavior that a lot of us are slipping into. And we even have do-gooders panic. Mm-hmm. And we, there's the panic of let me buy all the toilet paper and stand in line for two hours to, to hoard <laughs> groceries. I've seen that panic, mm-hmm. but then I've also seen the panic of how many people can I help? What do I do? How do I save things? And, and panic of any kind mm-hmm. revs up our fight or flight nervous system and puts us in that stress response. And you've explained in wonderful detail about how that impacts our physiology and in the short term, sure, you may help many people, but in the long term, 
you're actually decreasing the impact you can make because you're only focused on this kind of panic response. So I think all of us, again, when faced with uncertainty, there's the panic in terms of what can go wrong, but then there's the immediate panic of how do I fix this? Mm -hmm. And the same is true when we're dealing with emotional trauma. Sometimes you just have to ride it out. You know, when, when stuff comes up and you're in a funk or you're processing something or you're going through a breakup, the, the response can be, how do I fix it? How do I make it better? And sometimes the answer is you can't yet. You're not, you're not there yet. And as of mid-March, that's kind of where we are. We're not in the fix it place. We're in how do we ride this wave and how do we go through this the most consciously as possible? Because otherwise we're just slapping band-aids on things because we just don't know. Yeah. We just don't know. Yeah. And thank you for highlighting that. The uncertainty is what people are usually most uncomfortable with. And, and I think we've been reading from the same playbook because I love that quote of, you know, I say it all the time, control is an illusion. Mm-hmm. And and I think the thing that's so painful for folks right now is that they're being woken up out of their illusion of control where it's like, oh no, I thought I had it all designed. I thought I was in control. And now we're globally waking up to the fact that we have to surrender. And there's a beautiful teaching from the Vedas and it is that you can either surrender at the feet of nature, you know, acknowledging that there are forces at play that are bigger than our individual ego or intellect. We can either surrender at the feet of nature or we will surrender in defeat. Mm. And so it's like, you can keep holding on. You can keep clutching the wheel of your plastic toy car on the front of the grocery shopping cart, you know, that, that nature is pushing. This is my analogy for control is that all of us humans, we're like driving those little toy cars <laughs> on the grocery shopping cart. And we think we're driving the car. And meanwhile, like mom is like, look how cute that kid thinks he's driving the car. And mm-hmm. that's what nature's doing right now. It's like, oh, look how adorable those humans think they're driving. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. We just don't. I mean, my last book was called is called Expectation Hangover. And I wrote it because it's all about the doorway that disappointment and uncertainty and things not going according to plan opens. Mm -hmm. And I, I start the book by saying, okay, you're the biggest issue you're having right now is you don't know you're in uncertainty. And this control that you thought you had is you're realizing it's not there. And that the other thing that I think is happening right now is our inner child is being very triggered like across Mm -hmm. the world. And some of the biggest wounding we've had as children is when the shoe dropped, when chaos hit, when we thought we were safe and we weren't, we thought things were okay. And they, they went a different way. Like, let's just use the example of you're eight years old and all of a sudden your parents tell you they're getting divorced massive uncertainty. You don't know what's going to happen. And so I think that's why a lot of adults are having trouble responding in the most maybe adult way, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because that, that inner child is being triggered too of, whoa, my safety and security is gone right now. And so that's why we just really need tools like Ziva meditation, which I want to start getting into, because I know you're going to guide us through a process. Mm -hmm. Do you need to set us up for this a little bit and explain some of the tools before we dig into the actual process? Yeah, I would like to explain that some things. But first, I just want to say thank you for highlighting that. I don't think that I've thought about it through that lens that this could be triggering that uncertainty or any moments that we had as children. And so I really appreciate you mm-hmm. highlighting that and sharing that. Okay, so what do I want to do today? I I think the most important thing we could do right now is give ourselves a little bit of space and a little bit of time to actually feel what we're feeling. <laughs> Mm-hmm. because there's going to be a lot of people trying to get to the numbing phase, even through, you know, Netflix, wine, you know, social media, scrolling news, watching weirdly or like numbing techniques. And then even in the self-help space, there's going to be a lot of people doing like workouts with affirmations or meditations to make you feel better. And I'm going to go the opposite direction for just a hot second. No, let's, let's do that. Let's not numb or spiritually bypass. Yeah. And yeah. let's just sit in this for a moment. Everyone's like, goodbye. They're tuning out. <laughs> but I promise. <laughs> not my crowd. Not my yeah, crowd. Good, good, they good. Know, they know. <laughs> um, the, again, there's no way around but through and better out than in. Um, so what I'm going to do right now is I'll walk us through a bit of breath work and mm. then I will do some mindfulness exercises. I'm likely going to improvise a little bit of this. I'm not exactly sure what's going to come out of my mouth. So if you're trusting me enough to go on this journey and then my intention 
my promise is that we will feel better on the other side, even if we have to move through, if we have to bravely move through a bit of uncomfortability on the way there. Um, so the, the only knowledge you need to have going into this is that thoughts are not the enemy. I know that likely you've been hearing your whole life that you have to clear your mind, clear your mind, just focus, just come back to the breath, let the thoughts go. Not here, not today, not at Ziva. Thoughts are not the enemy thoughts are not the enemy. You're going to have thoughts. Some of them you will enjoy. Some of them you won't enjoy. I don't care. I don't even care if you enjoy this process. What I care about is how you feel and perform 30 minutes later. How present are you with your families? How kind are you to your partners? That's what I care about after this exercise. So know that you're going to have thoughts. Think about it like a party in your brain. You are the host of this party. You're not the bouncer. So some of these guests are invited. Some of them are uninvited. All good. You're the host. You're not the bouncer. So just let them be there. Let those feelings come. Let those thoughts come. Even if you are doing a really great job managing your stress, anytime we get quiet, anytime we turn in right now, we're going to be laundering the collective consciousness. And so there's likely going to be some intensity that comes up. And, and if that happens, we roll with it. If it doesn't happen, great, we roll with that too. So I would invite everyone to sit with your back supported and your head free, if possible. So back supported, head free. You don't have to have any fancy fingers. You don't have to have an erect spine. With Ziva, it's all about relaxation. It's all about surrender. It's all about comfort. It's all about giving your body the space and time to rest and to heal. So go ahead and close your eyes if you haven't already. And we'll begin with the simplest of breathing techniques, but don't confuse simplicity for weakness. Know that the power in this practice comes from the simplicity. We're going to do something called 2x breath. And all we do is that we double the length of our exhale from our inhale. So we're going to start by inhaling through the nose for the count of two. And we'll exhale through our mouths for the count of four. Really good. Inhaling for two and exhaling for four. We'll do this a few more times. Inhaling for two. And this time as you exhale, feeling your shoulders drop, feeling your belly soften for the count of four. This time we're inhaling space into our hearts, imagining opening up our hearts. And as we exhale, feeling the brow soften, the jaw soften, the shoulders drop and the belly open. You can do a few more rounds on your own. You could take it up to four and eight if that's feeling good. With each inhale, imagine breathing into your belly, creating space around your heart and your lungs and your belly. And with each exhale, I invite you to imagine every single piece of your body softening, every muscle surrendering every organ opening. Really good. And after you've completed the next cycle, we can simply return to the bodies. We can allow our breathing to be innocent and natural. We don't have to manipulate or control the breath anymore. We simply did that 2x breath as an opportunity to strengthen the vagus nerve and to calm any anxiety, any speculation that may have been happening. So we keep our eyes closed and this helps us to turn our attention inward. This helps us to take all of that inflow, all of those inputs that have been inundating us and instead to close those channels and to tune our attention inward. So I invite you to place one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly, letting your breath be easy and natural letting your body be relaxed and soft against the chair or wherever you're seated and using your hands as receptors, imagining your hands as antenna, tuning into your heart, tuning into your body. And I invite you to simply ask the question, how am I feeling right now? How am I feeling right now? Truly, honestly, really, how am I feeling right now? I know that there are no right or wrong answers to this question. Just let your hands be receptors. 
Let your body say whatever it needs to say to you right now. Give yourself permission to be exactly where you are. If you're feeling sadness, it's okay to be sad. If you feel fear, it's okay to be afraid. You're allowed to feel what you're feeling. If you're feeling overwhelmed, give yourself permission to be right there. Sit in it, feel it, feel it fully. Let these unpleasant sensations talk to you. Let them communicate whatever they need to communicate. And if thoughts or emotions or uncomfortable sensations are bubbling up, give them permission, give them space. How am I feeling right now? And from this space of groundedness, of tuning in, of checking in, of full feeling, I'm gonna ask you a few questions. And these questions are simply meant to clear any emotional charge. They're meant to move you into a space of neutrality, into a space of objectivity. Some of these questions will be true, some of them won't be true, but they may all have an emotional charge. And I invite you to just say in your mind, either silently or out loud, you could simply say, see truth. After each of these questions, I'll ask a question. It may make you feel something. Just say, see truth. This is not an intellectual process. This is a feeling process. Imagine each time you say, see truth, imagine you're hitting the delete key and just peeling away another emotion. So again, you can say, see truth in your mind or out loud after each of these questions. Like what is going on? See truth. Is the whole world coming to an end? See truth. Will life as I knew it ever be the same? See truth. What's going to happen? And you can just say, see truth in your mind or out loud on your own. Don't I not know what's going to happen? Isn't that incredibly uncomfortable? Aren't I afraid? Don't I feel sad? Didn't this come as a shock? Didn't I think this wasn't supposed to happen to me? Doesn't this not feel fair? Don't I just want everything to go back to normal? Isn't it uncomfortable to sit in the unknown? Don't I just want to know? Isn't there a piece of me that would choose knowing something terrible versus not knowing? How am I feeling? What am I supposed to do right now? Doesn't my family need me? Don't I not know how to show up? Isn't it confusing to know whether I should be working or quarantining? Doesn't that word quarantine freak me out? Doesn't all of this freak me out? What if there's a piece of me that knows that this is all going to work out exactly as it's meant? What if there's a piece of me that trusts that this is playing out exactly as intended? How do I surrender to that piece of me? How do I access my own internal knowing? Don't I know that I was born for greatness? Don't I know that I have resilience inside of me? Don't I know that I was capable, that I am capable of doing hard things? 
What if this is all a very abrupt wake-up call? What if this is nature communicating to us? How do I surrender? How do I trust? How do I choose who and how I want to help? How do I listen to my own guidance? How do I let nature use me as a vessel for healing? How do I trust that right here, right now, I'm safe? Don't I have so much to be grateful for? What am I grateful for? How do I want to serve? Who needs me most right now? How do I take care of myself so that I can show up for others? Aren't I doing the best that I can? How do I congratulate myself on all of my successes? What if I give myself a big high five for even getting out of bed this morning? How do I activate the superhero parts of me? Won't it be a fun challenge? Aren't I ready to step up to the challenge? Aren't I ready to be of service? Haven't all my years of self-care and therapy and coaching and meditation helped ready me for this moment? Isn't it go time? Can I be of service and also serve myself? Aren't I ready to step up? Isn't the world ready? Really good. And taking a big, delicious inhale and exhaling, letting go of anything you want to surrender, anything you want to let go of, any emotions that may have came up, come up for you. And again, inhaling, taking a big, delicious cleansing breath, inhale. And as you exhale, I invite you to ask the question, what would I love for the world right now? If we were to all, every single person listening to this, having a collective manifestation, a collective imagining, a collective vision for our world right now, what would that be? Can we imagine a, a wave of love, a wave of calmness, a wave of connection washing over the entire planet? Can we imagine all 8 billion of our hearts opening up and connecting to each other? Like our hearts are singing songs like the people in the squares in Italy singing to each other across their quarantined squares. And whatever your vision for the world is right now, just holding that, feeling the joy that comes when you imagine that wave of love washing over the planet, that wave of connection uniting every single one of our hearts. breathing into that vision and knowing that this or something better really is on the way or we wouldn't even want it. Really good. In your own time, whenever you're ready, we can start to slowly, gently, easily open the eyes. Perhaps you flutter them halfway open and close them again, moving your hands, moving your feet, taking an energizing inhale, exhaling, letting go of anything you want to surrender. And very slowly bringing your awareness into the body, into the room. And when you're ready, fully opening your eyes. Mm. <laughs> so that was not at all Ziva meditation. That was just <laughs> what I felt like the need of the time was right now. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, then it was even meditation because it's mm. all about being in the now, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> we Thank meditate so to get much. good at life. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much. I love that. I love that journey of allowing us to explore the what ifs, the scary what ifs, and then eventually um, get to the other what ifs. 
Because mm-hmm. I, I always say worry is just a poor use of the imagination. So if you're gonna if you're gonna make stuff up, make yes. it good. <laughs> and that is also one of my favorite quotes. I think we might have been separated at birth. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good. So I'm sure everyone absolutely loved that and is going to want more. Can you tell our listeners the amazing offer you have for people right now? Yes. So me, like everyone else, I've been asking the question, how can I help? How can I serve? You know, how can Ziva best help those who need it most? And, you know, at a time where the world is more stressed than it's ever been, if, if I have an online stress relieving tool that's helped tens of thousands of people, then my mission right now is to get it into as many hands as, as, as quickly as possible. So right now, Ziva Online is 50% off. Um, that's for everyone and anyone who wants it. And then we're also offering 100% scholarship to people on the front line. So medical professionals, doctors, nurses, EMTs, nurse practitioners. Um, and you can find all of this, all the details, everything, all the details about the course and these offers at zivameditation.com and specifically it's slash online. So zivameditation.com slash online. And the course is really simple. It's 15 minutes a day for 15 days. And by the time you graduate, you have the mindfulness, the meditation, and the manifesting to take with you for life. You also get monthly coaching calls with me, which, you know, like I said, I just got off of one right now and we had more people on it than has ever been on it. <laughs> it was really wonderful. We had thousands of people joining that were really looking for some connections, some support, some guidance. And we're also really helpful thankful to have this tool so that they can show up for the people around them. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And then if, if for whatever reason, the online course is not an option for you, I do teach a version of the technique in the book. The book is called Stress Less, Accomplish More. And you know, even if Amazon doesn't deliver soon, you could do it on Audible or Kindle. It's available digitally. And you know, I know that so many of us are, are feeling, you know, if our kids are not in school or we don't have childcare, then time feels really precious. But I do think it's imperative that we take take at least a few moments for ourselves each day for all those reasons that we said earlier to fill Mm. up our own cup because we cannot pour from an empty cup. Mm. This is amazing. This is amazing. So it's usually a course that's $3.99 and you're offering it for $1.99 and free to healthcare practitioners. That is correct. And That's if the awesome. 199 is still not accessible, we do offer a payment plan. So you can do it over four months. So it's a little more than 50 bucks a month for four months um, because really, truly, we, we, we want to help. Um, I also have you know 16 employees that have families. And so I wish I could just give it away for free, but I also have mm-hmm. a company. And, and so we're just, we're, we want to do everything that we can right now. Oh, and I think it's important that we support business right now as well. It's, it's, it's one of the ways that we keep ourselves thriving and not going into too much scarcity as well. It's finding that balance between, you know, just being mindful of where we spend, but also continuing to invest so that we don't go into too much of a contraction. Yes. Um, yes. Avoiding contraction of any kind of, of energetic or viral. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh goodness. Good. And, and, you know, I said, we talk about um, accomplishing more by stressing less. Mm-hmm. And I think you've in so many ways talked about that when your mm-hmm. mind is, is more clear and you're not in stress response, then the actions that you take are so much more aligned. And you're, since we're not coming from that place of stress or panic, we're able to get a lot more done. Yes. And, and you, I mean, you basically just said it all, but the, the thing that I think people forget is that it's very hard to understand how much stress is costing you if you don't know what your life is like without it. And this is the number one obstacle people face. And I imagine that story is going to get louder and more quote unquote justified in these times of crises of, I don't have time to meditate. Like, are you kidding me? Like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm in a war zone and look, some people are in a war zone right now. Some people are genuinely on the front lines, in which case, you know, this might not be the best time to start a meditation practice, but a lot of us are not actually in a war zone. A lot of us just feel like we are. And, and if that is the case, then know that that stress, that anxiety is keeping you from being your full self. The way, I mean, I I harshly state it is stress is making us stupid, sick, and slow. And we cannot afford collectively as a species right now to be stupid, sick, and slow. We must take care of ourselves so that we can take care of each other. And, And so instead of thinking of meditation as, like we said earlier, a cute like pedicure for your brain, it's like, no, this is the single most important piece of mental hygiene that we need to be practicing every day. Mm, I agree. 
I agree. Thank you so much for offering this. I'm going to start doing it. So maybe people can join me. I'm going to start, I'm going to give people time to listen to the podcast and get all set up. So I'm going to start on Monday, the 23rd. So join me. I'll be posting about it and doing this. I I just got back. Well, not just got back. Last month, we did Dr. Joe Dispenza's week-long advanced (gasps) retreat, which was awesome. Great. Yeah. And just really, you know, I saw so many shifts, especially in my physiology after that meditation. And um, so I'm so excited to try this. So actually, let me just give you some pro tips because you're likely not alone. So many people and Joe Dispenza is doing such exciting and great work out there. And so likely people have read his books or done some of his guided meditations. So a pro tip on how to best use Ziva and Joe Dispenza's work together would be, so the manifesting portion, which is the third M of the Ziva technique, the mindfulness we use is the appetizer. The meditation is the main course. And then we finish with the mindfulness as the dessert. And so what I would recommend is do Ziva for the mindfulness and the meditation part, because this is the grounding. It's the de-excitation. It's you accessing source energy. It's the really restful, healing, restorative part. And then in the manifestation section, that's where you could do Joe Dispenza's work. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people report is they even can abbreviate it because his are quite long. Once you get those in your body, once you have the gist of it, you could move yourself through that exercise, but it might even, it could happen faster because you've just accessed source energy and de-excited the nervous system. Mm. So that would be my trick on how to combine them when you're ready to combine them. Love that. Well, I can't wait to, I can't wait to be a guinea pig for it. (laughs) I can't wait to try it out. So zivameditation.com slash online is where they can find the course. They can learn a lot more just at zivameditation.com. And then what social media places do you like people to hang out at? Yeah. So we're all over social, just at Ziva Meditation. I'd say the two most valuable would be um, Instagram at Ziva Meditation, or um, we have a a place called the Ziva Tribe, which is free. It's open to everyone. And we have, we just crossed 20,000 people in the tribe. And I'm going to be doing a lot of live streams, a lot of global mass meditations in there in the coming days and weeks. So that's a great place to connect. And then the other thing is that a lot of people, the word Ziva, sometimes people misspell it. So it's Z-I-V-A. Awesome. Thank you. Thank Mm. you so much for the work that you're doing. First of all, your voice alone is just so hypnotic and soothing. Just I could listen to you all day and what you're saying and and how you're making meditation relatable and, and learnable for people is just so awesome. So thank you for actually breaking it down and teaching us how so that it's not something that people continue to avoid because they don't think they know how. Mm. And you're an incredible teacher. So just thank you so much. And everybody come join me for the 15 day meditation. Do you call it a challenge? Well, it's actually training because the the cool thing is that once you graduate, you're going to have these tools to take with you for life. You're going to be self-sufficient for life. Okay. So join me for the meditation training because we're definitely all in training right now. And Emily, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor. 